Good morning to everybody. Bezras Hashem Yizbarach. We're up to Shir number 47. Okay, today we're learning the Rafush Lema of Raham Tzvi Ben Fega. Yishav Rafush Lema. Pesach Shachoy Israel. Okay, yesterday we spoke about <clears throat> the Eroi Kli Sheni items um, pouring from a Kli Sheni, items which were usher put to pour from a Kli Sheni. Today, Bezras Hashem, I'd like to start to talk about items which are mutter to with the pouring of a Kli Sheni. So first of all, we have the Prima Godim in the Shin Yad Chesif, Katan Lamed Hay, that Taka says he brings from a Magan Avram in Hilchas Pesach over there. Mashma Iroi Mikli Sheni Havakakli Shlishi. That a Kli, Prima Godim says straight up that a Iroi, the pouring from a Kli Sheni, is the same as a Kli Shlishi. We also have the Sefer Ma'or Hashabis, who brings down from, he brings his Prima Godim, he also brings from the Minchas Baruch, the Ksais HaShulchan, it's like that from the Chazonish, that the same thing that the Klisheni is, um, the Klisheni, Iroi Klisheni has the same halacha as a Klish Lishi, and he brings down at the end, HaYoytzim Edvareinu Demilvad HaDvarim Sheineinu Royoyz Shemiz Bashlem, Af Be'iroi Miklisheni, Harei Iroi Miklisheni Dinai, that unless we actually see or know those items that for sure cook in the Iroi Klisheni or in the Klishlishi, we're going to assume that everything else is mutter. Just to read to you the Lushen from the Sefer Shabbos Kitchen on page 31, pouring hot liquids from a Klisheni onto food is not subject to the rules of Klisheni, but falls into the more lenient category of Klishlishi. So the first item on our list we have, which would be mutter with um, hot liquids poured from a klisheni, iroi klisheni, is baked items. We said in a klisheni itself, we do not put baked items. Um, but when it comes to iroi klisheni, pouring from the klisheni, we are allowed to have baked items. For example, croutons, matzah, challah. Uh, we spoke about the zup mandolin. So therefore, to pour on these items from a klisheni would be allowed. Read you, again, to read you the Lushen from the Sefer, Lamata, uh, the Sefer Shabbos Kitchen, we've said over in the past, one is also allowed to pour from the ladle. We spoke about the ladle directly onto baked items as pouring from a klisheni falls under the rule of klishlishi. So not just baked items, also fried items, all these in Yonim, like we said, the croutons that were baked or the croutons that were fried, the chalamats, all that. So mandolin would all be allowed from a iroi kli sheni, even though it's above Yatzalet, despite the pour straight onto them. Next item we have is plain water. Uh, whether the water was cooked or not cooked, pouring from a kli sheni is mutter. Either, again, cooked water, not cooked water, small amount of water, doesn't matter, even though it will be Yatsa lettuce by afterwards. Iroi klisheni onto any type of water is okay. We spoke about shar mashkim, other types of drinks that were not cooked, <clears throat> excuse me, as opposed to water, putting water into a klisheni. But when we spoke about other types of drinks, shar mashkim, not cooked, we said most paiskim were against it in a regular klisheni. Uh, the Shulchan Aruch said it was okay, but others said no. But when it comes to pouring from a klisheni, it would be okay. So therefore, if you have uncooked wine, wine, yayin she'enay mevushal, you have lemon juice or the like, or any other type of shar mashkim, other types of drinks, uh, tea essence from before Shabbos that became cold or the like, so pouring from a Iroi Klisheni would not be a problem onto them. And even though it's a small amount of Sharmashkim, a small amount of tea essence, a small amount of wine or, or lemon juice or the like, and of course it'll become Yatsa lettuce by uh, after you pour from the Klisheni, 
it would be okay, even though it's sharmashkim, not cooked, because again, it has a din of a kli shlishi. L'chayru would also be mutter pouring from this, this iri klisheni, pouring from the klisheni onto coffee, salt, sugar, the like, would also be okay. Again, iri klisheni. Even though we said last time, um, we, we mentioned last time, most of our salt, sugars are cooked, but even if there's a chashash not, the iri klisheni is keilu Klishlishi. Another thing interesting, a baby bottle, regular baby bottle, somebody wants to warm up, also to pour from a klisheni, hot water, no problem warming up the baby bottle, even though the baby, the milk inside might become yatsa lettuce by, uh, nobody wants yatsa lettuce by for the baby, but in case it does, the milk inside the bottle goes up to above yatsa lettuce by, would not be a problem, iri klisheni onto the baby bottle would be okay, a milchtika, obviously, vessel. Okay, let's begin with the Kli Shlishi. Again, we had the Kli Rishain, Iri Kli Rishain, we had the Kli Shani, Iri Kli Shani. Now we're up to the Kli Shlishi. In general, we'll discuss in, in a minute or show tomorrow, uh, um, uh, Sunday, Bezrez Hashem, that the, the, it stops at a Kli Shlishi. We don't keep on saying Kli Revi, Kli Chamishi. We'll talk about that. Kli Shlishi is sort of like the last stop on the train, as they say. Um, we'll see why when we get to it. But what is a klishlishi? So we have the urn, for example, our famous cases. You have an urn of, of water that is the klishin, and it's all hot, boiled up water or the like. You pour it into a cup. That second cup is a klishini, and now we take that cup and pour it into a third cup. That third cup is a klishlishi. So just the three, actually three <clears throat> svarids, uh, as to why klishlishi is so much easier as far as when it comes to uh, cooking on Shabbos or when there, there is no cooking on Shabbos, actually. Again, we spoke about in the past the doifnois and the sky rice. Number one, you have the walls of the cup uh, cool down, cool down the water. Number one. Number two, you have the fact that it hit the air. Once it hits the air out of the klirisha and out of the klisheni, it's hitting the air a second time. So that's number two. And again, you have the doifnois and the sky race, the walls cooling down for the second time also in the klishlishi. So you have a double dose of doifnois and the sky race, walls cooling down, and a double dose of air hitting um the water, and, and also the simple fact that when you get to the klishlishi, it's so far removed from the original heat source that it's very, very far-fetched to say that that cup, will actually, that cup of water, even though being above Yatzelah, this boy will have the power to cook anything. Again, it's the third time removed from the original fire, the original heat source where we started from, which was the urn or any other klishin that was cooked on a flame, for that matter. Okay, we'll stop here for now. Bezrez Hashem, after Shabbos Kodesh, we'll start to go through the halachas of a klishlish, and we'll see how the klishlishi actually is the best way to use in uh, on Shabbos in any of our cases. But we'll see how that works. Bezrez Hashem, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Kol tovat slochem bracha.